and that queen was mad. The queen was filled with anger because the mirror didn't like, uh, she didn't like what the mirror had to tell her. But the, the magic mirror was a good mirror. Why was it a good mirror? Because it told the truth. A good mirror tells the truth. A good mirror gives an accurate reflection uh, when, um, even when we don't like it. Well, this summer we're going through the book of James, and we're going to talk a lot about spiritual maturity. Now, usually when we start a book, we do an intro to the book and then go into chapter one and start at the beginning, but um, I'm not going to do that until next week uh, because I would like to, to um, look more at what, what James is all about, like more of an overview. And so I found a passage in, in James that I think is like the, the thesis statement for the whole book. We've talked a lot about spiritual disciplines lately. The last series that we did, we asked a lot of questions and talked a lot about how we can uh, achieve spiritual maturity, but I think we need to start somewhere else. I think we need to start with this because um, it's, it's about a perspective change. And that's what we're going to look into this morning. James chapter 1, uh, verses 22 to 25. It says this, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And so we have to decide where we're looking to consider how we live our lives. Where do we look in, in how, we, how we grow spiritually, how we make our decisions, and you know, where, where are we looking? Uh, Haggai 1.7, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. I oh, mean, that, that's a really good passage. Give careful thought to your ways. Think about why you do the things you do. Why do you wake up in the morning and go through the certain routines and go to this job and, and talk to these people? not asking to change anything, but he says, give careful thought to your ways. And so this idea then of reflection comes from this passage. Uh, mirrors are very common. We use them all the time. I, I would assume that most people at one point this morning looked in a mirror. Now, looking around, I have to change that. I'm not for sure if everyone did. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That wasn't nice. I'm sorry. Um, but they're very common. We look at mirrors when we're messing with our hair and check things in our teeth. and You know you know that. And so how should we use our reflection then to grow spiritually? How do we use reflection? Uh, the answer is very simple. Pick the appropriate mirror. If you want to see the appropriate reflection, then you have to use the appropriate mirror. And so the idea illustrates growing spiritually through reflection or self-evaluation. Um, now this is not physical. That's not, it's going to seem like a lot of it's about looking in a mirror physically, but the idea is, is spiritually, and so we pick the right mirror. So we're going to look then at five mirrors this morning that I think maybe we look to uh, in trying to see how we're doing in life. And so this first mirror that we're going to look at is just glass. I took this out of a picture frame. It's just a piece of glass. Um, now, we've, many people have probably used windows or or glass doors you walk by and you try to see it just right to, to see yourself in, in the reflection. But the thing is, with, with the glass, see, I can see myself, but as I move, as the background changes, 
so does the reflection. See, it's really hard to see, see myself right there, but if I come down here, it's almost like I'm just looking in a mirror. And so this represents culture. When we use culture as a mirror, when we try to find a reflection through looking around, looking around, around the world, um, things change. I mean, you can see alone just trends like, well, like fashion trends change. Hair doesn't look the same now. People do their hair differently. Cars. You can walk into my house and go into the bathroom with pink tile. That, that's, you can tell that, they, that the, the way people have even done their bathrooms has changed over time. And so when we look into the mirror, the reflection is always changing. And so remember, this is spiritual, not physical. And just as there are changes in trends of fashion, things like um, we see things around us change, like what's good and bad, what's right and wrong, what's legal and illegal. Things that, things that used to be legal, for example, slavery, was, it was legal, but was it right? Well, I don't think so. But it was legal, so we go with that. You know, if, if we just look around for the culture to tell us what's right and wrong... We're going, to have, we're going to have some struggles. Um, I just don't think that's the right way to go. But also things like um, happiness. You know, ha- the definitions of happiness may change. The definition of love may change. And usually I think the changes happen because uh, of a famous person or a politician. This politician sees it one way, and so we need to all think like this. But then another one, he says something different, and so we change our, our views or, or how we see things. Or we listen to a certain song, and... And this song's telling me to, to live free and do this. And then I listen to another song that says the complete opposite. And I'm just, I'm all over the place. And we wonder then, you know, why, why do so many people have these confusions? Um, so what I wanted to do then was just look at what's the world saying right now? You know, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the background right now? And so I looked at the iTunes top charts. And I found some songs from iTunes. It's, it's where people download music and... Um, and I didn't pick the, just the top four, but I picked four out of, out of this group. I couldn't read some of the lyrics of some of these songs. But this is what people are hearing right now. And so the first song, then, it's called The Middle. And I'm not going to sing because I know you'll laugh at me, so I'm just going to read the lyrics. And Actually, I, I don't know the songs. Uh, Take a step back for a minute into the kitchen. Floors are wet and taps are still running. Dishes are broken. How did we get into the, this mess? Got so aggressive. I know we meant all, all good intentions. And so this, this song is taking place in the aftermath of a fight. Uh, and she's asking him then to step back and just think about the relationship. And the solution in the song to this fight is this. So pull me closer. Why don't you pull me close? Why don't you come on over? I just can't let you go. The song is teaching us to fix an unhealthy, abusive relationship. Just get closer to the person who's abusing you. Just, just pull closer. That'll solve everything. If we get closer, then we won't fight the same. We know that's not true, but that's what people are listening to right now. Next song, back to you. I want to hold you when I'm not supposed to, when I'm lying close to someone else. You're stuck in my head and can't get you out of it. If I could do it all again, I know I'd go back to you. Don't we have enough guilt and confusion and, and, uh, and just not for sure? Maybe, maybe we've, we're trying to move on from uh, a relationship or, or, you know, in a good way. Maybe you think back of, of some things that happened in the past, and, and this is what people are, are being coerced to think. You know, man, this just isn't good for relationships. The third song, I was really excited. I thought, iTunes, top charts, heaven, heaven. Uh, that's what the song is called. Man, finally a song about heaven. This has to be a church song. It says this, everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go, saying how it's going to be so good, so beautiful. 
lying next to you in this bed with you. That seems to be a, a, a negative theme going on. I ain't convinced because I don't know how. I don't know how heaven, heaven could be better than this. Now, you come to church and hear these songs about heaven being great and our hope, and the Bible tells us to look forward to it, and then you turn on the radio and it's like, well, heaven can't be better than what you're experiencing. Or at least you can find, find something that would help you to, uh, to feel the same thing. And You don't even need to look forward to heaven. Just try to find it now. That's what's filling our minds. And then the last one, I thought this is the most detailed and kind of my favorite probably. It's called In My Blood. I don't know the song, but I really liked the lyrics. Um, it says this, laying on the bathroom floor, feeling nothing, I'm overwhelmed and insecure. Give me something I could take to ease my mind slowly. Just have a drink and you'll feel better. Just take her home and you'll feel better. And keep telling me that it gets better. Does it ever? He continues, help me. It's like the walls are caving in. Sometimes I feel like giving up. No medicine is strong enough. Someone help me. I'm crawling in my skin. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. It isn't in my blood. It isn't in my blood. Now, there's a lot of good in this song. He says he has tried, he has tried drugs and pleasure, and they've failed. So he's realized that already. I'm not, I'm not happy that he's tried it, but, but to share that, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to help you. And then he says also, I'm not giving up. I think that's great as well. But the problem is he thinks that he can fight off Satan and his attacks by himself. He hasn't found the solution. And again, there's so, so much good in this song that what he's realized isn't going to happen, but he hasn't found the truth yet. This is our mirrors. When we, when we use the culture, when we use the world around us, this is what we hear. In the world we live in, the message continues to change. And it's, it's scary. Not from one generation to the next, but from one song to the next or one tweet to the next. But Colossians 2.8 says this, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. See, when I read the scripture, I, I, hollow and deceptive philosophy really stood out. And the elemental spiritual forces of this world. We don't have to, we don't have to practice witchcraft or get a Ouija board or, or look into false religions. All we have to do is turn on the radio, turn on the TV, get on the internet, pull our phones out of our pocket, and, and there, it is full of hollow and deceptive philosophy and these elemental spiritual forces. Satan's able to attack us so easily because we just open the door for him. Just come on in. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to whatever you have to say. He's disguising himself in, in ways that we're not even thinking about. And so the result of, of this mirror is, is there's no defined truth. What's true for you, eh, that's not really true for me right? Um, what, what, what's popular? Because everyone can't have it wrong. Or, um, or, or even just what makes me happy today? I'm going to go with that. I might have consequences tomorrow or in 20 years, but I'm just going to go with what, what people are saying now. This is what's working for, for those people, apparently, right? Or, or is it? The second mirror uh, that I might look at is uh, aluminum foil. Uh, it's really hard to see yourself. And I can see myself. I can tell I'm right there but it's really hard to see. And this, there's a reflection, but it's just tough. So this is going to represent, it's kind of a follow-up, social media and friends. If you allow your, your friends or even social media to be where you see a reflection of who you're becoming, how you're growing in your faith, how are you becoming a more spiritual, mature person, it will be misleading. 
Uh, the Bible says a lot of, about listening to your friends. Proverbs twelve fifteen: the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. For, uh, Proverbs eleven fourteen: for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. So these, these Proverbs are telling us to listen, but then it keeps going. Ver, uh, chapter 17, verse 24, a discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. The key word is discerning. So you have discerning view. We listen, but you have to, to think about what you are actually taking to be truth. And, and so um, we listen to our friends who may be broken themselves. They don't, maybe, maybe they're uh, selfish or jealous, and they tell you things that, that aren't true. Or maybe they really do have your best interest, but they're just wrong. See, it's tough to do that, and, and so we have to be careful. The reflection is unclear. You just can't see very well. Um, and so this also represents social media because it's the tip of the iceberg. You know, you, you've seen, you see the happy couple. Man, they, they have everything together. It's so perfect. That picture, they just look so happy. But, but how did they look five seconds before they, hit, before they took the picture? Probably, probably not as happy. Maybe not. Um, but maybe someone has the perfect job, perfect boss. They must be paid unlimited amount because this job brings them all this happiness. Or, or does it? We have to get real there. Um, or perfect, perfect family. You know, they have kids. If I only had kids, my life would, would be complete. If, if you don't find contentment with what you have now, you're probably never going to find it. There's not going to be one person or relationship or item or anything that will bring you contentment. Um, if, it has to start with our perspective and our attitude and our heart. 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 9 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we could take nothing out of it. If we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Godliness and contentment. But when I choose to look into this mirror, it's discontentment and jealousy. It, it just doesn't work. And so the first two mirrors, uh, the glass and the foil, these are outward uh, focused. When I look at these, I'm really focusing out to see who I am and to try to figure myself out. And so the next two mirrors are going to be inward focused. The third mirror that I, that I have up here is uh, a broken mirror. Now this, this mirror was not broken when I bought it. Um, it, it was pretty nice. It met, it met the standard of its maker. It must have passed some kind of inspection and it worked. But then something happened to it and it broke. Well, I hit it with a hammer. That's, that's what happened. But, uh, but some, something broke it. And, uh, and I taped it up here. Um, I didn't want to tape it because it, it just has a better, but glass would be all over the place and then I would get in trouble again. So, so I did tape it up. Um, but this mirror represents myself. This, this mirror represents you. This mirror represents all of us. We are broken people. We have been damaged. We've damaged ourselves. We've lived through things that, that we shouldn't have had to live through. Um, we, we have done things that we regret. This is, this is every one of us. This is probably the easiest mirror to look at. And now we look at ourselves and our reflection is broken. right? Uh, I look into this mirror and my ears stick out just a little too far. And I have this, this red stuff on my face and my nose is kind of crooked and, and my teeth are too yellow and... and uh, I've lost a little weight, but I better keep my shirt on. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you just, if you just think about, if you use this mirror to, to say who you are, like who you want to be, I project, if I just get to this point, then this is going to be perfect. And it's not. 
and it never is. And it's a never-ending cycle. I always want it to be better. I, when I use myself as the mirror, I'll never, I'll never feel perfect. I'll never be perfect, but I'll always be striving for something and always come up short. And that's a prison. That's tough. You know, I could even go the other way. I look at myself in this broken mirror and and that gym membership's play, uh, paying off, and my hair looks perfect today, and look at that tan, all good stuff. And then it's pride, and it's all about me. But guess what? It's still not enough. I still need more. I st- it, it'll never be enough. And, and so we walk around with this mindset of brokenness, and it leads to insecurity. And the problem with this mirror, when I look into this, and, and I'm so insecure and broken, I will never see myself the way that God sees me. I'll, I'll see the way this. I'll always see myself the way that I see myself that day, and it, it will be a prison and it will be painful. And so, what do we do about this? Because we can't fix it. The tape didn't work. I don't think glue would work. Philippians two, three, and four: Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. The answer is: Don't look into this mirror. Don't, just don't look into it. That's the, that's the solution. The result is self-centeredness. I will either think very highly of myself or I will think very lowly of myself and both will be wrong. So we just don't look at it anymore. That's not the way to spiritually grow. And so there is a mirror, though. We're going to get to one that is the right mirror. So we're going to look at the, the next one here. Um, this, is a, this is a vanity. Here we go. Let's see what side I want. This is a nice mirror. I think I'm going to keep this. Thanks, Tammy. <laughs> uh, Tammy told me don't don't keep uh, don't break this mirror. She had some trouble this morning um, w- without without using it. So I, I think you look great still. Yep. Uh, but don't listen to me because I'm not a good reflection. That's I just I'm tra- telling these people not to do that. And then I say that I'm sorry. Um, this mirror does seem about perfect though. If I could pick a mirror to get ready in the morning, I mean it's very clear. It it's. Uh, I can see myself, it's bright, I can see myself very well. I think I found the perfect mirror. Um, I can see every detail, I can focus on, I can try really hard to make myself get better, right? I, I can see everything. I, I, don't, I can see stuff I don't want to see. Um, now, the third mirror was about our brokenness. This mirror is about trying to find the solution on your own, trying to fix yourself. Um, as we're going to see shortly, uh, this is nothing new. Uh, this, this represents fake religion. Fake religion. Um, it's nice, but it's religion without Jesus. So we've seen this before in Matthew 23, beginning in verse 27. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So the result of this mirror is spiritually, if I use this to make myself better, it will be hypocrisy. Because like I said, from when we're broken, we always try to make ourselves look better, but we never get there. So the best we can do is just fake it. Right? If we're just trying to fix ourselves, that's it. That's the best we could do. Religion without Jesus looks the part, but, but if we don't let him become our desire, um, then we'll, we won't be transformed to be like him. John 3.30 says, he must become greater, I must become less. See, Jesus has to be greater than the desire to look good. That can't be our, our goal. And so how do we truly pursue that? We're going to get to this last mirror. And like I said, the first two are outward focused. And then these next two mirrors uh, were inward focused. 
And the last mirror, the, the correct mirror, is upward focused. And it's a small mirror. It's pink. Um, I got this because I bought it myself, so I thought I'll just give it to my daughters afterwards, and, uh, or I'm going to keep it in my pocket because it's a fun pink mirror. I think I can blind people with this. Sorry about that. <laughs> yep. This thing is, is tiny, and you would think that this isn't the right mirror. We would, we would much rather have this mirror or a giant wall mirror. Physically, that's great. But spiritually, um, this mirror is the best mirror because well, I'll tell you why. It represents the Bible. It represents the Bible. It's clear, but you must be close. You have to look into it. I look into this mirror, and, and it, it actually is almost as clear as this. It's just not as lit, but um, it's very clear. And if I don't look at it, if I keep it over here or put it here, then it's not helpful at all. If I don't look at this, if I put it here and just leave it closed or leave it in my bag or put it on the coffee table, if I don't look into it, it's as good as nothing. But if I use it, it's the best possible mirror. The reflection of all those others, of, of the glass um, always changing, of, of the, uh, the foil, it's so unclear, of the, the broken mirror, it's just so distorted and broken because of my insecurities. And, and even of the vanity, it's just so self-focused. Now, the, this mirror can have its fault. If you don't look at it, if you don't, if you don't uh, look into it and try to figure out what it actually says um, or what it means, it will be useless. Um, so if I want to become more like Christ, then I read my Bible. I act on it. I, I, I can't forget what I look like. Maybe, maybe it's better that it's small because I can take it everywhere and continue to look into it. We continue to look into our Bible. We don't make this uh, an owner's manual for Christianity, though. It's a very good guide, but this is the story of Jesus. And the thing that you need to hear more than anything else is in here. The reflection that you need to see doesn't come from an actual mirror. It comes from this, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all who, being unveiled fa- who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so when we read the Bible, it says we do it to contemplate the Lord's glory. We're not even thinking about ourselves. But then the, the amazing part about this, when we, when we look into this and we try to grow spiritually, we grow in our faith, not through who we, we say we are, but what this says, well, it says right here, the change comes from the Lord. The transformation comes from the Lord. It's not about us. It's self-evaluation, but not self-transformation. Sure, we can evaluate. We have to look into it. No one's going to be able to do it for us. I can, even right now, in, in, in preaching and sharing some of this, I can only give you so much, but you continue to look in this. Dive deeper. Figure out what it means to you and, and, and I mean, what it actually means and how it applies to your lives. You'll be transformed. And the result is Christ-likeness. And that's the reflection. There are a lot, of thing, a lot of ways that we can reflect, a lot of things that come in from the outside and even from the inside, and we can reflect off to others, and they're just not right. But the reflection of Jesus, that's why we read the Bible. John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but save the world through him. So the Bible is not a death sentence. The Bible doesn't hold us back because of all the rules. The Bible reveals Jesus to us. And so today, what mirror are you looking into? Which mirror are you choosing? And how is that working out for you? You have an opportunity. Maybe you want your life to, to be better. You've tried to change yourself. You've, you've tried to change things. You've tried to fit in because someone else has to be right. 
Um, you've tried to, maybe you just gave up on that. You just thought, I'll just make myself look perfect on, on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter. Um, you've, maybe you've just tried to change your past or, or you don't like things about the way your family did this or you don't like things about the way you did that. And you continually just try to, I just won't do it that way. But then something else comes up. And then you want to change that, and you want to get better in this, and, the, and, and it's never ending. And, and so then you think, well, I'll just look the part. I'll speak Christian, and I'll, and I'll, uh, and I'll dress Christian, and I'll post pictures of myself with a, with a coffee cup and a Bible on, on Instagram. Those are nice pictures, by the way, but, but you're always trying to do it on your own. And it, it just gets tiring. And you just you can't do it anymore. It's exhausting, and there's a better way. And so we forget about those four mirrors. And just pick this one. Give this little mirror your chance. Give the Bible a chance. Read it, memorize it, apply it. When you do, focus on Jesus. Don't read it to get better. Like I said, that's, that's, that's trying to self-transform yourself. Try, read it to get closer to Jesus and, and see what he does. It will free you. We just completely forget about who others say we are. You know, you're, you're, odds are, most of us, we either hear what other people say about us. It's either all good and maybe it's all bad. And depending on who you're around and the stage of life you're in, you're probably only going to hear one or the other. Most, I don't think most of us hear uh, some good from over on this side, and then we go over to those people and we hear bad. We usually surround ourselves with the people that, that will say good things, or we're forced to be around people who say bad things. Forget about that. Don't even believe who you say you are. You believe who God says you are, and you are loved. And I know as much as, well, that's, that's great, I'm loved. No, you are loved, and, and this matters more than anything else. That's the message from the Bible more than anything else, that, that God loves you so much that he made a sacrifice and his only child for you and for me. That's what matters. And so what do we do with all this? We know this. We might believe it even. What do we do, though? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it all together here with Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We live because of God's love shown through Jesus. And if you haven't made a decision to accept him as your Savior, and if you don't even believe that, please come and talk to me or a prayer counselor after the service. Find someone to talk to about this. You, you have to know uh, how much God loves for you and what that actually means. And so the reflection we're after then is not our own. The reflection that we're after, when we look in the mirror, it shouldn't be to see us anymore. It should be to see Jesus, and not just for us, but we reflect that hope and that love to the world around us. You might know this and believe it all, but do your friends, do your family, do your coworkers, there are people around you that need to hear this. You become the reflection to them, and that's what it means to be spiritually mature. And that's why we pursue spiritual disciplines, uh, so that we can let others know as well. So our perspective change that I mentioned at the beginning is that I'm no longer seeking the best image of me. I'm seeking an image of Jesus, living because of Jesus and like Jesus and for Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much uh, for the example that you gave us. I, I thank you that even in this broken world, um, through our brokenness and through the brokenness of those around us and, and all the challenges and, and, uh, and, and the truths that, that, um, that may actually not even be true. God, I, I thank you that through all that, you've given us a way to come to know you better, that we're not empty-handed and that you've given us your truth, an example through Jesus. 
And so I pray then this morning that, that we, we, we really focus um, on, on sharing that to the world around us, that, that our lives are no longer about us, but we've died to ourselves and we live for you and re- we reflect Jesus to the world around us. So God, I pray for every person this morning that we, that we pursue being spiritually mature uh, for your glory, uh, for those around us, and even for ourselves to become more like you. Thank you for Jesus. It's his name we pray. Amen.